0: hello hello what is the worst thing that has happened to you since we last spoke and when I say since we last spoke I don't mean since we turned the microphones on I mean since we were last doing the podcast together
1: Am I supposed to have an answer to this? Is there something I've told you that I've forgotten?
0: No, it's, uh, I'm being competitive because oh, whatever it is, okay. whatever it okay. is, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as bad as the terrible thing that happened to me two nights ago. Okay, please share. Ready for this? Very ready. We're going away in August oh, good. for a week. Lovely. And I had to book a rental car oh god okay it's already bad isn't it i
1: hate booking rental cars so much yeah it's the worst uh
0: so so the the the, people might be thinking but jeff you you can't drive you're always talking about how you can't drive this is true but sarah can Mm. but what sarah can't do is use a website to book a rental car right so the responsibility for this falls Mm. to me Mm, mm. even though i think it's a wretched job Mm. i i I can get through it okay so it goes in a marriage isn't it Mm, yeah um but the car needs to be rented in her name. And furthermore, it needs to be secured with a credit, not debit card, yes. in her name.
1: I know all of this because I have to do it for Tom. I'm the one that has to do it. He's the one that drives it. I'm so with you so far. Okay. okay.
0: So so she left me a credit card to do this with. Right. But here's the complication. Mm. Tom, of course, is uh, um, British native. Mm-hmm. Sarah is American, has an American driver's licence and oh. only has a UK debit card. She does have a credit card, or maybe two, mm. but they are American and registered at her parents' address.
1: Oh, okay. This is so complicated. Right. <laughs> and
0: you're thinking, this is, this is just in- inherently complicated. Mm. Wait till I tell you the next bit. Oh, God, go on. When I go to press confirm and it processes the payment to hold the money for the for the whatever deposit, um, one of those little boxes pops up that you see more and more these days, which is to confirm it's you, um, we want to either call you...
1: Oh, my God.
0: ...or send a text.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, you're thinking, oh, this is a nightmare. It's a US number. Mm. I'm about to add a whole other layer of nightmare <laughs> onto that. Okay it's not only a us number it is the home phone of her parents <laughs> which means I, I know and whatever whatever's happened to you this week it cannot be worse than having to call two septuagenarians <laughs> and explain that i need a code oh. that's going to come to their home phone any minute right right it was it was just this whole other level of hell like i've never experienced first of all they are anxious people Mm -hmm, yeah so there's if if there's an opportunity for it to escalate into a blind panic Mm. it will escalate very very quickly (laughs) so i call them and and try first of all like what's wrong so I was calling at 9 or 10 o'clock on a Sunday night, hmm. they assume that Sarah's been in an accident. Oh, of course. So yeah, yeah. we're on the back foot straight away because they think I'm calling with bad news. Yeah, yeah. Having headed that off at the pass, I then explain as best I can the situation. And then the level of panic that they immediately go into, it's its like they're about to receive a code to defuse a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and if the slightest detail is missed or incorrect, then the bomb will go off and kill everybody they know and love.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I very calmly say what's going to happen is your home phone number is going to call, and an automated voice is going to ask you to confirm it's you and then give you a code. Okay. Okay. And then, like Sarah's mom is yelling at her dad Joe, 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 get paper. like she's asking him to get paper Mm. like somebody's hemorrhaging blood and she's asking him (laughs) to get bandages or whatever you would need in that situation (laughs) or someone's having a a, a cardiac arrest and Uh. they've been asked to get a defibrillator right so he he gets a pen and paper and and i press go on the website Mm. and then i hear their home phone ring Mm. now Because they're of a certain generation, not only is it a landline, Mm. but it's a landline with an answer phone attached. It is impossible to call their house Mm. without the answering machine cutting in, which is something I've not really... It's a very familiar sound to me from the 90s, but not really beyond that. So if I ever call them, Mm. they'll pick up and I'll say hello, and then I'll start hearing the... (laughs) So this happens. So it's a battle of the robots. It's their automated voice on their answer phone versus the <laughs> automated voice of the bank. Uh-huh. And then, e- even though I've explained to Sarah's mum that it is like it's a robot that's going to be calling, mm. she, the the way she speaks to it, and we're all guilty of this. You know, mm. if you ever have to speak to one of those things, but she she's she says hello to it as if it's a nuisance caller. <laughs> That's called 50. Hello? Hello? A bit suspicious and angry all at the same time. (laughs) So this is going on, and then it's saying, uh, if you're happy to proceed press the pound key which is what they call the hash key over there okay. and then she's jabbing this button and nothing's happening and she's getting frustrated then it hangs up on her oh, then we'll have to get it to call back and go through the whole thing on the website again same thing again then she decides to go and try the landline in the bedroom upstairs which then but it's just this whole thing and it's just made me think um i'm not going on holiday anymore <laughs> I was going to say, I'd rather just takes. walk. Yeah. Whatever far I've got to walk, all my bags.
1: I'd just rather walk now.
0: Oh God, it's exhausting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's the worst thing to happen to me this week. Okay. And then the other the other thing that's happened actually, the the blessing is it feels quite mild by comparison. Hmm. Do you remember years ago there was a day when I woke up and my mouth wouldn't open properly, yes. and then I couldn't open my mouth properly for about eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I do remember
0: that it happened again this week, but more painfully oh. and a bit a bit more in, intensely. So it's something called, depending on where you look it up, it's called TMD or, or TMJ, and it's to do with your jaw. Mm. Um, and it's painful, and you feel a bit like you know the scene in The Wizard of Oz where the Tin Man is going oil can. So I've had this thing for a few days where. It's got better at first. I probably couldn't eat anything thicker than, say, a car's water biscuit.
1: Oh, wow. Or a,
0: a Jacob's cream cracker. Mm. But now I can eat something about as thick as a crumpet. But I couldn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big apple eater, but I couldn't bite into an apple, for example. Oh,
1: really? Yes. And is this is going to last another 18 months?
0: Well, they, they don't know. When it comes, they just say it usually goes. But they don't say if it takes a year or a week or a day. So... I've been doing all the things that it suggests, one of which is massaging my face. Oh, yeah. And I was talking to um, someone I know who who's suffered with this for years. And they said that the best thing uh, they, they were able, ever able to do for it was go to a specialist clinic where they massage it from the inside. Oh, an internal mouth massage. So somebody puts that, I guess, puts one hand into your mouth. How do they get it in there? I don't know, especially not with this TMJ. Wow. Yeah, uh, maybe slides a couple of fingers in there and then sort of massages it from the inside whilst mm. pressing on it from the outside. Oh, weird. And I don't care how effective that is. I don't want it done unless I'm under a general.
1: <laughs> general? <but> yeah, <laughs> I'm not a
0: local. I don't want to be aware of what's going on. <laughs> it does sound quite bad. And, and it also got me thinking... Um, The second, so I don't know what the training is that's involved in that, Hmm. but presuming there is some, the second somebody signs up to be trained in that kind of massage, I think they should also be flagged.
1: Flagged what for being? Why why would yes? (laughs) Why would you
0: want to do that? For
1: wanting to put your hand in someone's mouth? Yeah,
0: you know what I'd like. You know what speciality I'd like? Specialism I'd like to go into? Hmm. Massaging people's mouth from the inside. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the correlation between that and deviant and perhaps criminal behaviour is, well, unsavoury, but but I imagine it's quite high. Yeah. And I think these people should, at the very least, be on some kind of register mm. from the moment they express an interest. Yeah. See, so I having it
1: done then? Yeah, yeah, next cost, Tuesday. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Under general. <laughs> You logged on to our inbox? Have you, had, have you got any new email messages? Oh,
1: what a pleasure it was. Really? What a pleasure it After
0: was. last week's... Uh, you you had to give them a little ticking off last week, didn't you?
1: Tilling off. And I logged on and I just saw quandary, 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 quandary. It was a beautiful sight for my eyes.
0: Does that mean we haven't had any stories and you yeah, need to could, berate we, them? We <laughs> could, do, could do with a
1: few more. No, we, 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 we could do always do with a few always, more, please. Always. Tr- yeah. And podications. And 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 <laughs> yeah. But quandaries, oh my God, we're sorted for... Weeks. weeks. <laughs> Literally weeks, yeah. Okay, first one's from Kirsty. I had my first baby pre-Covid. I don't know what it's like in other places, but here in County Mayo, west of Ireland, I went in when my waters broke. They admitted me, but as I wasn't yet in active labour, labour, I was put in an antenatal ward until things got closer. Active labour is a term for the puffing, panting and gory bit. It doesn't mean to don a red rosette and canvas folk <laughs> on their voting intentions. <laughs> Instead, I was in the antenatal ward with, amongst others, a lady who'd been induced the previous day and still had nothing going on. This was awkward and I tried to be quiet as I felt I was being boastful by having (laughs) racking contractions when she was just enormous and uncomfortable and bored. I had to be considerate to her. Anyway, once things were deemed exciting enough, I was taken to a lovely delivery suite where I was allowed to make some noise. Not too much, though, as that was wasting my energy, apparently. (laughs) Once I was done, it was off to the postnatal ward with my wee girl, woohoo. All went well, and that's the way things go. So now if we have another baby, I know the drill. Except when it came to my second, it was COVID times. Again, waters broke, so in I went. Frustratingly, again, I wasn't in active labour. I hadn't a single Keir Starmer leaflet to hand. (laughs) Now my pains were coming fairly hard and fast by now. I timed them while they did my COVID test and paperwork. I told the midwife they were quite bad. I hoped I might go straight to the nice private delivery suite. Alas, she didn't agree, and who was I to make a fuss? I didn't want to seem hysterical or seem difficult, so I just slowly limped to the ward, having to pause while the pains hit. I remember my boyfriend handing me my wee delivery bag full of blue hula hoops and tins of juice, and I was buckled over in pain. But I'd been told to wait, so I would wait. As it was COVID, they wanted to minimise our contamination risk, so they fetched me in a postnatal ward until I was ready for the delivery suite. Now, this is where I went full drifter. It was night time and dark, so everyone was already in the ward and had their curtains drawn. Is there anything noisier than a hospital ward curtain? (laughs) It's even louder than a tent zip, which I always thought was the most annoying sound in the world. (laughs) I had no way of knowing how many people were already there, but I could hear at least one snuffling baby, and they'd given me a fairly rubbish cubicle. Now, there must have been at least two others in the ward in the good cubicles. The ones with windows and window sills, with all that lovely extra space and storage, and a stunning view of all all the smokers at the hospital door. <laughs> so I'm in pain in the postnatal ward and alone. Covid rules saw that the boyfriend was sent home by the midwife until active labour. I was feeling pretty sorry for myself but there was an alarm going off in one of the other cubicles. These alarms were normally responded to with urgency. This alarm kept sand- sounding. As I lay there in pain, I couldn't help feel sorry for the team working with the crisis and for the poor mother and or baby in distress. I felt so bad for my unknown roommates and, and so I muffled and stifled every groan I had. I lay writhing in silence for fear of taking the stretch nursing team away from the catastrophe I'd imagined. Each passing surge of agony i thanked the stars i was okay and not in need of medical intervention like the poor throat just a few paper curtains away after what seemed an age but must have been around 30 minutes i gave in. i'd been sucking my arm to release the pain and my arm oh my was now really oh sore God. so although i felt awful for making a scene i had to ring the alarm Along came a young auxiliary nurse who opened the curtain, took one look at me and my plea for some paracetamol and turned on her heel. I know nurses don't run, but she fairly hopped it. Suddenly it was action stations. With an air of urgency, along came a nurse in a wheelchair and they took me to the delivery suite. She was so efficient, I thought nothing would derail her. But she took a small diversion to silence the faulty alarm in the empty cubicle. <laughs> I had been lying in silence, not making a fuss, for nothing. It all ended well. Baby came quickly, all nine pounds of him. My boyfriend made it, only just mind, and all was well. The nursing team all kept congratulating me on delivering with just gas and air. And so quickly, wasn't I great? I laboured quietly and alone. Had I gone Zeng, Was this mindfulness? Wasn't I an example to all those dramatic mothers? No, no not great. I wanted the drugs. The drugs are great. Any of them. But it was too late as I was busy giving my arm a love bite, which is no mean feat through a face mask.
0: <laughs> that was wonderful and wonderfully told. Thank you, Kirsty.
1: Yes. And this is from Rachel. Hearing Annabelle's story about her, she says lover. I'll So I guess I'll use her words. Hearing Annabelle's story about her lover, Tom, asking a friend if she You're pray- not in
0: a loveless relationship though, are you? He's my partner. So he is your lover. He's my
1: partner. Asking a friend if she was pregnant reminded me of a couple of times my husband has totally embarrassed me without really caring about it himself. In fact, unless I remind him, he wouldn't have given it a second thought. One instance recently was when we met the 20-year-old niece of a friend who was staying with them. The first thing he said to her was, well, you're making yourself at home in your pyjamas. She had on some colourful flowery jeans. I could have died on the spot. Why? Has he never noticed anyone's clothes before? Why would he say this? To a young woman, no less. She turned red. I madly tried to talk about something else. Everyone else laughed nervously. Ah! Another time was when we were at a market with several food stalls. As we were walking past one, my husband saw the vendor handing out samples, so took a mini Dutch pancake from the plate. My son and I looked back and saw the plate offered was actually an order being passed to a customer. Oh no. <laughs> I wanted the crowd to swallow me up. My son, who also has drifter tendencies, and I quickly walked around the corner. And when we pointed out to my husband what he had done, he just laughed it off. Oh, to be a non-drifter.
0: Um I'm really liking getting these uh, non-drifters seen through drifters' eyes. Yes. So anything on that is, mm. is good. And also, mm. I guess the other one, um, based on Kirsty's email, is not wanting to make a fuss. Yes. Which is very driftery. Mm. Um Send us your story, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Mm. Annabelle? Yes. Shall we have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? Yes.
1: A couple of things from my week. I was putting my son to bed. I tucked him in, although I don't do any actual tucking because I don't want him to feel trapped. Like the first thing when I do when I go to a hospital bed is I release any bedding that's been tucked in. Yes. I hate that feeling, like that restricted movement. It makes me wonder if I spent any time in a straitjacket in a past life. <laughs> and even though you don't believe in past lives, Jeff, if you had to, I think you might agree that I may have spent some time in a straitjacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different times, of course. So I don't tuck him in because he hates feeling trapped too. I once tried swaddling him as a baby and I honestly wonder if he spent 20 years of a past like in a, in a straitjacket because he was not happy. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I put the covers over him and then I say goodnight and then I say I love you. And he says, "Mom, I know. So you don't need to say that ever again. <laughs> and I thought about it and I said, yeah, good point. Because I don't. He does know it. So why am I saying it all the time?
0: God, he really is your son. Yes, <laughs> is, isn't he? Well, we don't need to be saying that.
1: <laughs> but he knows it. Yeah. So to him, it's like me saying another random fact all the time, like, "Good night." you've got eyelashes. Like, <laughs> I know I've got eyelashes. Why are you telling it to me? But yes, very much my son. Okay, next thing. I was getting sick of working at home all the time. So I decided today to work in the local library. So I dropped my son off at school and I walked there, got there just after nine, discovered it doesn't open until 10 a.m. What? So I'm standing outside a not yet open library like I'm 100 years old and I've been up since 4 (laughs) a.m. And I just want to read the newspaper on a long pole. (laughs) So I went to the post office to get my pension. Not really. (laughs) I went to a cafe. And after about 50 minutes of being there, I'm almost about to go to the library, I see my cousin has come in to meet a friend. And it's slightly unusual that she doesn't live around here, but not that weird because she lives like a 15-minute drive away. Also, I say cousin, I call her that. She's actually either my second cousin or first cousin once removed or some such title with cousin in it. You've but never I have
0: mentioned a cousin in all the years I've known you.
1: i never mentioned a cousin. I do have cousins.
0: You've never mentioned any of them. Really? Yes. Well, I feel terrible. I'm not talking
1: about my cousins. I've got no idea the difference between first cousin, second cousin, once removed. No idea. Anyway, she's my cousin's daughter. Do you know what that is?
0: No, I've, I've got so many cousins, like right. the original, true cousins, right? Like, um, dozens, like literally dozens oh, of them. Really? That I, I don't involve myself in anything past that. Um, oh, yeah. You know, one of your one. parents' siblings' kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beyond yeah. that. I don't yeah. need to know what that relationship is. It's too distant.
1: So I just, anyway, I just quill on my cousin because, yeah no, yeah, no one really knows, do they? Anyway, she's late 20s and she's got a baby with her. My first instinct is, how can I get away with not saying hello, even though I really like her and I want to see the baby? <laughs> like, what's wrong with me? Why is that my first instinct? Eventually, I shake off that instinct and I go and say hello. How? <laughs> I literally shake my body. No, I don't know how. I force myself. And She introduces me to her friend as her mum's cousin and combined with the early library thing, I feel like I might as well just wither away of old age on the spot. How am I now the mum's cousin of people old enough to have children? I console myself with the fact that maybe she just doesn't know the word for mum's cousin because nobody does. (laughs) Anyway, I say hello. I feel old. I go back to my table. And then I realise I actually needed to go now. The library's now open. And that's where I wanted to go and have some nice and quiet. But I feel like I can't leave now because it looks like I'm leaving (laughs) because of her. So I'm stuck there for at least another half an hour. Eventually, I go to the library. I won't detail how at lunchtime I ate my pat lunch in the park, in the drizzle, like a lonely pensioner, because I don't want to depress you. But I think I'm going to work from home tomorrow again.
0: (laughs) Here's the thing. I think, like, if you were going to, say, the British Library or Manchester Central Library to do some work, you'd think... Look at me amongst these other go getters. Mm. I wonder if looking around your local library, you, you, and this isn't to be disparaging to libraries which I think are a wonderful local resource, yeah. but the, the, I'm not sure that the type of people in there are going to be helpful for your self image. There's a lot
1: of people looking at the large print section, is all I'm saying. Right.
0: Any? Is, will there be more of this on your Substack? No, this week's Substack is about kissing. Ugh. i know disgusting i'm right? not in it am i <laughs> <laughs> what
1: do you mean am i in it
0: because she saw me when i was first kissing oh, sarah Euclides, no, 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 kissing no. and i'm very See, if, embarrassed if about i'm that.
1: gonna be totally honest it's about the social cheek kissing
0: oh and how
1: i hate it what i think should be done about it but also how you do it
0: a bit, it's a big talking point it's a you. big talking point yeah, so okay. yes yeah, about
1: cheek kissing this week and reminders: us bit weird quite normal Come and subscribe. Join me. Yeah.
0: So either search for Bitweird Quite Normal sorry. Bitweird quite normal. Yeah. yeah. On Substack. Mm-hmm. Or it's or Annabelleport.substack.com. Yes. I was just worried that people thought would think they had to do all of those things. Oh, that would have been it's a It's an either much. or situation. It
1: very much, yes, sorry, yes. <laughs>
0: Apart from the incident with the car hire, it's been quite an uneventful week for me this week. But I'll I'll give you um, a few bits and pieces, which in isolation would barely constitute a story. But maybe if I just rattle through three quickly, it'll seem like it's got a bit more substance.
1: A bit like what I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, First one, I was in a shopping precinct, a mall Mm. with my son Mm -hmm. uh, at at the weekend. And I heard him gasp and go, Dad, look! It's a summer sale. I looked. It was the Ann Summers sale.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh that's
0: nice. He wanted to go into the, He was excited about the idea of there being a summer sale. Did
1: he want to go in there? Well, oh, yeah,
0: because it's a summer sale. Why so, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to go into a summer sale? But, but,
1: but did, What did you say?
0: I said, I, I don't think we should go to the summer sale. Because? He said, but I really want to. Mm. I think I just distracted him. So now mm. if you come down here, I'll buy you a biscuit. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know what. Yeah, yeah. Just happened to be with some regularity that he will be drawn to something. We were walking through. I've told you this story before. but so one day we were walking through Soho in London, which, of course, that like, historically uh, is the um, yeah, where all the flesh pots and sex shops and peep shows and so on um, once once were, and there's still a little bit of that. And we were walking through Soho one Sunday, and it was a beautiful day. And he used to every now and again this and still does that. It's ish mood would descend upon him where it's a bit like, isn't life wonderful? Look at that. Look, it's a squirrel. Isn't life great? Oh, what a beautiful day. Um, So we're walking down the street and he's in this giddy mood where he's going, I love this. I'm having a great time. Look at that. I love that cafe. And he goes, I love that shop. And I look at the shop and it is, um, I think, a sex shop exclusively for the gay gentleman, and all the things in the window are the the things that that would suggest right
1: right okay
0: some of them quite large
1: oh ooh, okay. yeah okay i love that shop
0: yeah fortunately he didn't love it enough to want to go in it that's good but uh yeah that was so he does that kind of thing from time to time it's a bit it's all that is a bit though um don't kids say the funniest <laughs> things i'm sorry but i said it's not been it's not been a particularly eventful <laughs> week next um my friend chris who lives in Manchester, came to London yesterday just for, for three hours oh. so that the two of us could go to the National Portrait Gallery where he had bought us tickets to go to the Paul McCartney photo exhibition, oh, nice. which is excellent and I highly recommend it. You're thinking, well, you would, wouldn't you? Mm. And the answer is yes, I would. But um, but regardless of that, it is, it's really well done and really good. But um, I think I was going to mention is I met him at the train station and I could – instantly tell something was wrong with him and he couldn't relax into my company. This is somebody who I, f- I find about as easy a company as I do you. He's, he's in a tiny, tiny number of people, but I could tell something was wrong. Hmm. And I was just like scrutinising his face. I said, um, it's a baseball cap, isn't it?
1: Were you wearing
0: one? Yeah, and he said, yeah, it is. Yeah. Or oh,
1: he found it too off-putting. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't think he's used to seeing me in a baseball cap. <laughs> and I think... Um, and I wonder, like, I do wonder if uh, sliding doors moment, I'd never moved to London if I would be wearing a baseball cap. <laughs> right, right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, don't know if it was the path that I was on.
1: I love it. How is that? Is how you knew what it was. You worked it out very quickly. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. I know what's making him feel weird yeah. I'm wearing a weird hat. So
0: I asked if he'd prefer it, if I took it off. And he said, yes, so I did. And then oh. it was all fine. Oh,
1: well, that's a good friendship that you can have that kind well, of conversation. You know,
0: yeah. is it, isn't it? Um, and then, then the other <laughs> thing, this is more a bit of news than anything. I don't think this had happened by the time we did last week's podcast. I have been open water swimming. Oh. Mm.
1: Now, I know your wife does this. I don't think I knew that you were even Hang on, thinking let's about not, it. Let's not,
0: let's not say my wife does this. Oh, sorry. Like she's one of these... Because <laughs> I think... You, I, I know people who do it yeah. and it's part of their regime yeah. and they deserve some credit for that. Yeah. I think like getting in um, two degree water in the middle of December or whatever. My wife has sporadically done it during the summer months. Okay. But, but never with that much regularity. Okay,
1: okay, okay.
0: But with enough regularity that she has hectored me into doing it oh. because she thinks leaving the house would be good for my mental health. <laughs> a bit like
1: me in the library.
0: <laughs> and my physical health. <laughs> right, yeah. Um. So I went to our local reservoir and went swimming. Mm. I did a lap. I swim so slowly that I was... There was one woman who lapped me three times. Oh,
1: yeah, but she was like Sharon Davies, right? Like, she was so fast. Uh, no, I don't know.
0: Um, also, there was one, one point where Sarah wanted to talk to me, so I was trying to tread water, but um, I'm so feeble that I drifted into a man and it was a bit too infa- intimate.
1: Was there anything touching your feet?
0: This man? No. <laughs>
1: Apart from this man.
0: No, no, no. It's it's it's, 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 you're, it's deep, so you don't touch the bottom. Nice. Um, you're
1: not, like, touching weeds or... Fish no, or no, 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 maybe
0: a fish, but I didn't I mean they were giving me a wide berth, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so we went and did that and uh, it, it went fine despite the fact that I am very, very slow. My swimming is bad. I told you once, years ago, I went on a villa holiday and one of the other people on the holiday who I didn't know very well was um, the deputy coach for the Swedish Olympic swimming team. Oh, wow. And he told me I have something called screw foot.
1: I've heard about this. Yeah, it's so when I'm it. doing the breast, yeah. breaststroke,
0: uh, one of my feet flails and splashes. Do
1: you like that? It's got there's a technical term for your style.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I feel like it's an I feel like um, it's an excuse.
1: Right, right.
0: Oh yeah, it's not. It's not just that I'm a bad swimmer. It's that I've got screw foot.
1: Do you feel like the way he phrased it suggests you can't do anything about it? Yes, yes, yes. I'm, that's, I'm ge- exa- yes. that's
0: exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm not responsible you, for the fact that I'm a bad yes, swimmer, and it's
1: not fixable. You've got screw foot. Yeah, I mean maybe it yeah, is fixable. It but, is.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, the the resource and physiotherapy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that would go. You can't get screw foot fixed on the fixed on the National Health. Sure, you can't. No, no. no. Um, so the, the the things I wanted to say about um open water swimming, mm. firstly, you have to we live in the sort of neighborhood where people are into that. And what is deeply unpleasant about it is seeing people who might see you in a different context. Oh. Uh, I don't ever want to see people to see me in swimming trunks. Mm-mm. So what I do is I cover myself up. Mm-hmm. Until the very last moment, and then drop the towel okay. and get straight into the water. Yeah, yeah. Um, So th- that's horrible. I don't, you know, what if what if I see somebody that I have to see at the school gates? Mm. Not that I'm making conversation, but I might go hi, and they wouldn't be able to look at me after seeing this. Yeah,
1: no, you don't want to see someone like that when you're in your swimming stuff. No, it's no. bad.
0: So there's that. I do, however, look very good in a swimming cap.
1: Hold on, you've got a swimming cap.
0: You have to. You you're not allowed to not wear. You have, oh, you really? Have to t- you have to tie a float around your waist. What? Really? Oh, yeah. And um, and you have to wear a swimming cap. And I, I, I misspoke then when I said I I look good in a swimming cap. What I meant is uh, I look better than either Sarah or Eugene in a swimming Are you about to cap. you Show me a photo. There oh you go.
1: my god, that is an amazing photo. You look like some kind of like hardcore Nordic adventurer. Yes. Like, can I put that on Facebook? What do you think? Go on. You, that, that's a great photo. Okay.
0: I mean, you can see my bare shoulders and you can... I, st-
1: I can cut it. I can crop it if you want. So uh, it's just okay. your head.
0: I'll t- tell you what my problem with that picture is, yeah. uh, is the the way the arm is folding into my breast
1: i tell you what i'm going to do i'm going to um remove the background so it's literally just your head like an egg
0: oh no no they definitely don't know that no you can put that on facebook <laughs> okay okay facebook i'll crop it a bit for you you yeah. don't have you don't have to
1: i love that picture do you really wow i do wow. why do you have to wear a hat in case your hair clogs up the
0: reservoir well, this is going to be my second point really because like animals get up to all kinds of stuff don't they and they're going in the water
1: Beavis. Pigeons, beaver um, I mean,
0: whatever, but, but waterfowl. Maybe a pigeon doesn't go in the water, but it might no. go on the bank. Yeah. Who knows what a duck gets up to?
1: Is this water that we're drinking?
0: Well, this is the other thing. So <laughs> I, as a matter of, even even if I'm in the sea, yeah. I try not to pee in the sea. Oh, God. I'd rather get out of the sea and go to a toilet. Yeah, yeah. That's, I just don't like the idea yeah, 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 of yeah. What, wherever it's come out of my swimming trunks. Mm. Like, water hasn't got detergent. Sea water hasn't got detergent in it. Whereas Sarah, you know, feels like if she's submerged, right. then she can urinate anywhere. I can well imagine, yeah. And even though I know filtration happens, hmm. it has put me off tap water in our house now, knowing that my <laughs> wife pees in the reservoir close to our house.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But um, oh, and the, then the other thing is, because there are other people around, you can't make that noise that you want to make when you get into water.
1: I was going to ask about that because if you're getting into water quickly and it's cold, like how are you not making a noise?
0: Peer pressure, like uh, fear of embarrassment. So all I want to do is go, oh, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Oh, and, and it wasn't freezing, it was 22 degrees, which um, is fine. It's If your hotel swimming pool was 22, you'd want it a bit warmer, but uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting in, you just want to go, oh, oh, oh my God. But you can't. no which what does that tell us about ourselves that if we really try to squeeze our emotions and reactions down mm. you can you can suppress them we should all do it more yeah
1: be like kirsty and labor as well like before,
0: yeah yeah or um or how your son thinks you should be <laughs> <laughs> telling him that you love I him. i think it's a great thing yeah. Shall we uh shall we reap the bounty mm. all these new quandaries in the inbox then
1: yes, I've got a couple that need to be dealt with quickly, so I'm going to do those two first.
0: The first one's from in- did they put the little exclamation mark on the email to say it was important? No, they
1: didn't, but there was there were dates involved okay yeah. Imperial Princess Ellie writes, There is an American singer that I really love. I've seen him perform eight or nine times live and I always make us get to the front of his gigs. I've been to his Q&A sessions with him and he's one of my all-time favourite musicians. His music has helped me in times and I've not felt great, so it really means a lot to me. On the 12th of July... 13 days. He is doing a small book signing, which I'm going to, and I'm getting myself in an anxious state thinking about what I'm going to say to him when he signs my book. I want to tell him how much his music means to me, but I just know I'm going to blurt out something so awkward and cringy that it's going to haunt me for the rest of my life. To put into context how much this means to me, I absolutely love the Beatles and have done since I can remember, and I put this on a par with meeting Paul McCartney. Any advice on what to say or not to say when meeting an idol would be most appreciated. I know one option would be not to go at all, but I would really regret not going.
0: Here's the thing: unless they are an awful person, mm. they they will like whatever you're going to say to them. Yes, but it's a very it's unless you're particularly adept at it, it's, it's very difficult to come back from a, a compliment. It's especially a big compliment,
1: but surely this person's used
0: to it. Yes, but I still think it's a. I still think it's a rare skill, um, to be able to qu- think about a book signing. It's like a conveyor belt, right? Mm, mm. So you're going to get in, quick hit, say your thing, get out again. Yeah, and and for that to be comfortable, you know, if if they're really good at it, they they would probably like ask you some questions and ask you about you, and then you're going to feel relaxed and off, off you go. Mm. But maybe the situation. Will not um, faci- facilitate that. Okay. So here's what you want to do. Yeah. Little note. Yep. Not a long note. Mm. Nothing that looks stalkery. I mean, a written note.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And what you just pass it to them.
0: Yeah. So you say you say. Um, so you get to the front. Say I Um. Sorry. What was the name again? Uh. Ellie. Ellie. So. so, so oh, I wrote that down. Say hi. Um. Ellie, I really love your music. Um, can I leave this with you? And then you've got a little a small envelope or whatever, just a tiny card, whatever it is, postcard, and just put a few choice words on there, not too long, and then they'll read it. It will be meaningful for them. You will have expressed you know, you will have expressed yourself, express your gratitude for what they brought into your life. Yeah. But you you're not making it weird for yourself in the process because it's just it's just difficult to have a quick interaction like that unless you are somebody like um, like Paul McCartney who is so used to it and kind of goes out of his way to make it comfortable for people Mm-mm. but some people just don't have that to them and yeah. that's not a criticism yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just hard
1: because you've got to remember is that whatever you have got to say to them they will like hearing it You yeah. can't help it you know they're a human being they're going to love yeah. it but you're going to want to keep it short because it's a book thing and there's going to be a line of people.
0: You're balancing the awkwardness mm. of the quick interaction with the authenticity of what you're trying to say. Mm-mm. And that's why I think a note is the thing.
1: I think it makes it easier as well. you're not going to, so. like, fumble over your words or say the wrong thing. I love this. Thank you. I think that's the perfect answer. What would you do? Well, I was thinking that I would say I would say what I've got to say and then say, anyway, you don't need to say anything. That's fine. I've got my book now. Thanks so much. Bye. And I wouldn't even let them speak.
0: Because there's nothing you can say quickly... Mm. That they haven't heard before. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, whereas, like, you can make it if a long don't go on too long. Because if somebody gets a long letter, it it might look a bit.
1: Oh yeah, they won't bother to read it. Maybe yeah, I mean, or, or wrote, it, it, but, it look
0: yeah. a bit unhinged or yeah. or whatever it yeah. uh, is. Whereas I think like if you write the perfect note mm. with exactly what you want to say, like, what it means to you, or the time it got you through, or a song and, and why it's a th- you know why it's a thing to you, you you can. You can get that really succinct. Length wise,
1: I'm imagining this might be too long though. I'm imagining maybe A5.
0: What is A5? Half half of A4. A five? Half A 4 half A4. Yeah. I don't think you want to be writing more than you'd write in a birthday card. Okay. I, and like I mean a birthday card that you write a bit in, not like when you don't really know them and you just write happy birthday from. So
1: we're going quarter of A4, whatever that is. A six. I think A6 so, A4. yeah, yeah. Just yeah, a just yeah. a bit okay.
0: of a bit of a note. You don't, you know, just think of think of one thing. Think of one thing. Mm-hmm um get that in there end it with a thank you okay and 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 then you're done and you've you've said what you want to say and and it'll be lovely for them it'll mean something to them i'm desperate to know who it is though
1: yeah me too maybe she'll let us know Mm. and let us know who's had a book out okay and then this is from jamie age 34 from birmingham My family are Irish. I live in England. I have an aunt who is lovely and generous. I have many. The stereotypical Argo on" from Father Ted is heard frequently. (laughs) This aunt cooks for my dad almost daily when we're not visiting. I've always been a fussy eater. When I was younger, it was sausage sandwich for breakfast, lunch and dinner. If that wasn't on offer, I would go days without eating. It was all about the textures of food, particularly soft, mushy kind of textures and veg that I couldn't handle. I'm now 34 and am much better and much more self-conscious and able to say, no, I don't like that. I still eat limited veg, but can generally accept some degree of veg on my plate and eat it all, which I'm always proud to point out like I'm eight years old. My aunt actively goes out of her way to buy and cook extra food for me and my wife when we visit my dad. She never cooked for us when I was young as we visited a different aunt who we no longer see. So she remembers that I'm fussy, but not the detail. As I said, she is generous. She's also mindful that I'm fussy, so doesn't give me vegetables. However, dinner every night is steak and the biggest mountain of mashed potatoes you have ever seen. Now, I may eat more than I used to, but mashed potato can still do one as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) It's the worst of the worst texture wise and has between no and horrible flavour. Three to four years ago, the first time she cooked for us, I said I'd be fine with just the meat. However, when she came to serve, she forgot and she gave me potato. I did the polite thing and ate most of it and tried not to vomit. I hadn't realised at that point I'd be going back the next night and the next night and the next night for the same dinner each time. On night two, three, four and definitely by night five, I couldn't point out I don't like mash after eating an unreasonable amount of it the previous days. That would have just embarrassed both of us. In the intervening years, I've managed this situation by insisting on cooking, although this is only possible for just dad, as any offer isn't accepted for me to cook for my aunt and family whilst on holiday. Sometimes I manage to successfully suggest we go out for dinner on occasion. Again, this usually ends up being just my dad. Sometimes I have an unreasonably big lunch to excuse not being hungry enough for a full dinner and bargain her down to a sandwich instead. This last one is probably my favourite as I love spending time with this aunt and her family and often will do until late into the night. Okay, that's lots of scene setting to the quandary. My wife and I have just had our first baby and are going over to Ireland for eight nights to show off the baby on the 11th of July. This length of stay is unusually long. I'm not confident we'll get away with the tricks above as frequently as usual as we will be limited on going out with the baby. Also, my dad is moving to New Zealand in a matter of weeks, so I think he will want to spend as much time with his siblings as he can. I'm happy to cook. I'm happy to get takeaways, although in rural island, options are extremely limited. I'm happy for any other suggestions. Could you invent
0: having seen one of those faddish nutritionists?
1: i was just thinking this. You know, yeah, who tell you
0: that you've got an allergy? You know, yeah, uh, you're allergic to um, soup. Uh, you've got an intolerance of kiwi fruit, you know. Yeah, you can
1: only eat certain amounts of food, like certain Mm. foods, Mm. quite plain things. Do a list of the foods you can eat. Yeah. turn them into an invented diet that she yes. hopefully won't Google and say, yeah. been to the doctor. I've had yeah. terrible, terrible problems in my stomach. I've been doubled over every day. Had
0: a bit of a scare, actually. So you've had a scare. Yes, They yes. had a bit of a scare.
1: They said to get this condition, yeah. call it what you want, yeah. under control, I can only eat these foods. Mm. Here we go. Meat, whatever else you like, sausage, bread. That's it. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to put on this list. Mm. I can... but she might be suspicious, mightn't she?
0: What if you hid a potato masher? Is that not the easiest thing? Yeah. Because it sounds like, you know, if you can't get a good takeaway, it's going to be hard to replace quickly.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's one option, hiding the potato mesher. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: Or is your wife a blurter?
1: Okay, you could use your wife somehow.
0: So... You could get your wife to blurt out that you've never liked mashed potatoes, and you're only eating to be um, oh, polite. No, I can't bear it. And then, like, really turn on her and say, "I told you not to mention that," no, I'm so mortified. that. But no. it's agreed. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a little play act acting thing. That Is you're there a do. way
1: that you could use? They've got a very new baby. Is there a way you could use that?
0: I'd, I'd, I'd like you to continue that <laughs> line of thought.
1: No, unfortunately, it stopped there. The thought it wasn't mm. able to develop any further. I was hoping that you would. <laughs>
0: I just think, like, invent a uh, a diagnosis. Yeah. Oh, oh no! I was going to say, pretend you've got this thing that I've got with your jaw, but mashed potato actually mm, would yeah. be handy for that. That's perfect for that. There's yeah. not like an opposite, is mm. there? Where your mouth's too <laughs> wide open,
1: and things would fall out yeah. of it. So they've got to be you quite can only substantial. Eat big things. <laughs> I can only eat sausages. <laughs> Everything
0: else will just fall out. Oh, God, that'd be good. Uh, it's it's hard I think we've given you some stuff to work with. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think I answered the first one very well. Yeah,
1: well done. Yeah. And
0: then this one, I, I, I would go for the play acting. Mm. But then really throw your wife over on the bus. I can't believe you said Then like, insist so you sleep in separate beds. <laughs> Make your auntie worry that you're going to get a divorce. <laughs> no, no, okay.
1: I would go with allergies. There you go. Take
0: your pick. What's with your dad moving to New Zealand as well? What's going on there? That's a bit nosy of you. I know, but yeah, if you like your <laughs> siblings that much. <laughs> I hope we've, uh, I hope we've uh, uh, given you enough to work with there, Jamie. <laughs> And that was our podcast, thanks for listening Thank you, really appreciate it You're a good egg, you're a mensch Um, Send us your story please Of social ineptitude As we said before um, uh, uh, Drifters not wanting to make a fuss Mm. What has that got you uh, What trouble has that got you into And also, um, seeing non-drifters Through the drifters' eyes, we're enjoying as well The email address is Hello at adriftpodcast.com It is the same email address For your quandaries, for Quandary Corner and your podications. Um, you can support us on Patreon we'd love that patreon.com stroke adrift thanks to Man and the Echo for the uh, for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Kim Rainey designed our artwork Carla Gowlett uh, took our photos and a line from this week's podcast to finish with um how about this well you're making yourself at home in your pyjamas Pardication time Look at this It's Jamie from Quandary Corner
1: It's a double bill
0: Isn't it um, Who says I'm now trying to think if he's angry at me For saying that thing about why is his dad moving to New Zealand I'm <laughs> sure he's got a good reason Very good Maybe he's a big fan of the Lord of the Rings And he wants to um, live as a hobbit For the rest of his life Maybe I don't know Maybe he's met somebody online.
1: Probably not. Maybe. Why? Probably Pro- not. I just don't get that vibe going on. But what? It's a long way to move. I don't think it's not. I don't think it's our place to speculate. No,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> Big fan of flight of the Concorde. It hasn't stopped you, clearly. No, you keep going. <laughs> um. Now that Jacinda Ardern has retired from politics, he's...
1: He's probably just always wanted to live there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I can see why. It looks, me um, too. it looks very beautiful. I think you probably... Here's, here's what I think. Like, everyone's very relaxed about you wearing shorts in any, any context. This is what I think is probably true of New Zealand. And I think it reflects well on it as a country. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jamie writes... If possible, could I have a podication for the 5th of July for my wife, Margaret, and six-week-old baby Sylvia? This is really fleshing out with some details, isn't it? We now know know the the name Sylvia. We know it's Margaret who's going to have to be doing that whole charade about dropping the truth bomb (laughs) with the auntie.
1: Sylvia was my girl's name. Is that right? Yeah, if Rudy had been a girl, is Sylvia or Sylvia. Yeah, I love that name. Yeah, it's a nice name, isn't it? Wonderful.
0: I think of um, the Dr Hook song, Sylvia's Mother. I don't know that. Oh, I'll play it to you afterwards. Mm. Unless you have to dash off.
1: Yeah, no need. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Sylvia is the most gorgeous baby as far as I'm concerned. My heart melts when she smiles. This is typically followed by flatulence. Mm. (laughs) Have I talked about this on the podcast before now? So once you have a baby, you you quickly get to a point where you can tell if they need the toilet, especially a poo, right? Mm-hmm and and to this day so gene is now 7 and i can tell if he needs to go and make a bowel movement mm-hmm. is there an age that that stops or could your parent always tell if you've got one ready to drop in adulthood
1: I don't know if I can tell whether Rudy needs to. Really? What are the signs? Maybe I'm not picking up on them. I feel terrible.
0: Oh, it's impossible to say. Oh, it's It's just instinct. Yes, our mother mother knows. Oh,
1: God, I'm not one of those mothers. That's so embarrassing.
0: Um, I also hope she never hears this podication at a time she can understand it, as I hope not to pass on my drifter tendencies to her. (sighs) We were talking about this before we started recording today, and the stuff that you're worrying about isn't the damage you're doing. <laughs>
1: no, no, there's something that you don't yeah. realise. So yeah. That's the damage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My wife doesn't actively listen to the podcast, mm. but here's lots of it when we're driving.
1: She's going to be fine then with dropping him in, in it? Like, she's not adrift
0: so much. No. Yeah. Uh, she's amazing she's doing a fantastic job as a mum the connection between Sylvia and mummy is so clear and easy to see isn't it beautiful Um, her care resilience and strength are unbelievable sometimes it's tough but I want her to know that I'm always there for her we're in this together and obviously saying that to her directly is way too awkward so hopefully she'll hear it as she's stuck in the car listening to my podcasts (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, pleased to be of service for you there, Jamie. Mm. Again, twice in one episode. Um, Sylvia sounds lovely. It's a beautiful thing to see, isn't it? It's, seeing seeing the 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 parent that your partner becomes is, uh, I think, for a lot of us. Not always, but it's often like a really amazing thing. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that in case somebody's had a bad experience. I don't want them to feel excluded. Oh, that's like nice it should do. just be. I mean, you know, it's what you you hope for, but. yeah. yeah. Some people just aren't cut out for it, are Mm-mm. they? I wonder if that's what Sarah thinks when she sees me.
1: Yeah, I wonder thinks... what Tom thinks when he sees me. But we know, mm, don't we? Yeah.
0: Thinking, um, there she is, off to the library.
1: <laughs> oh, God. A depressing life.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, lovely. And if you'd like a podcast, email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com.